are listening to The Intersect. I am your host, Noah Coot, along with my co-host, Michael Bernash. Say hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Miss you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's been uh, another week, and uh, we're still <laughs> figuring out our upload schedule. I know we said we got everything figured out, but we decided we'll push it back to Sunday nights. Or something. Yeah. Anyways, how's your week been, Noah? <laughs> I'm just going to say already, I've had a day today. I've had a day. I had an exam, quiz, also had a tough workout. I ran a really good workout today, though. 7.8 miles at a 7.16 pace, so like, you know, 7.8 miles in 56 minutes, which is rather a casual workout speed, but, you know, I felt really good throughout it, so I'm pretty happy with it. All right, keep flexing, um, keep flexing. Yeah, yeah. All the engineering work I'm dealing with right now, and I'm getting everything figured out at school, but, you know, feeling like I'm really settling in, but it just always you have over and over assignments to get through. And when you think you're done, no, you're not done. You have just more to get through. It, it's endless. <laughs> you good there, buddy? <sighs> I'm fine. I'm just... I'm just busy. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I'm still at the point I'm like... For four months, I did nothing, so I'm kind of okay with this work. But it's like, oh my god, I'm tired. Like, Monday, I, I don't know who I, I texted someone. I'm like, I'm exhausted already, and it's Monday. It's not a good sign. Oh, I didn't but want to work on Monday. I'll be honest. <laughs> but I had actually a really nice weekend, too. I went out to the Berkshires, got a chance to see my parents. So, you know, it's oh, nice, nice to take a little trip on a Saturday. So my little day trip. Brought my camera, went for a quick hike. Actually, I didn't take many pictures, but I'd say the hike was enjoyable and was a nice place to be because the foliage is coming in, the colors in the trees, and mm -hmm. it's getting really pretty. So I think the next couple weekends, I'm just going to go out for like each Saturday and try to just get out there and see what's going on because with the trees changing colors and such, it's going to make for really nice photo opportunities and it's just nice to be out during the fall. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had my own little photo op too this weekend. I live like downtown, like right near like Soho. So I decided to just, I like to bike around. And this time I biked all the way to like George Washington Bridge, which is like on the t top like tip of Manhattan. Didn't so, we like once walk really far up north? You remember that day? We walked, uh, we were still in Midtown. So that day, like we started at Union Square. We went to Brooklyn, <laughs> then we walked back to Union Square, then we walked to Queens, and then we walked to Astoria, which is yeah. uh, nor northern Queens. Like, not that far up Queens, but, like, it's far enough. <laughs> Too far. It was 20 miles of walking or something like that. It was pretty intense. Yeah, it was a lot. I couldn't walk afterwards for, like, two weeks. <laughs> I was fine, but also, I was just weird that way. I mean, I can't, I don't run 7.8 miles, even less at like 7 minute pace. Like, no, no thanks. You know also what the craziest thing about all this is? When you like get really into competitive sports, even if everyone thinks you're good, you never think you're good enough because you always meet people who are better than you. Right, that mamba mentality. Yeah. So you could be like, oh my god, you're so good at running. But at the same time, it's like, I just feel like I'm not 
at the level I want to be anymore because I started surrounding myself with people who are so much better. <laughs> That's good. I... But, okay, we're recording on a Wednesday night instead of the yep. usual Tuesday night because this week something a little different was happening on the Tuesday and we thought it was maybe worth pushing back the recording day to uh, watch what was going on. Spoiler alert, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it was not worth it at all. But yeah. But it's important to still be aware of what's going on. I think I lost brain cells while watching it. Anyways, let's talk about what we're doing. We're talking about the first presidential debate. Yes, because <laughs> American elections are coming up. Actually, and, this uh, episode is a lot about the foundations of the U.S. crumbling. <laughs> oh, this yeah. episode is almost all politics. We haven't really done anything for tech later. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yes, politics. D that was the dealing with policies, dealing with people. That's definitely what we dealt with. That was the dumpster fire. So, yeah, Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee... And the Republican nominee, President Donald Trump, they had a debate. It was moderated. It was... <laughs> sorry. It was an attempt at moderation by... What was his name? He's a... Wallace. He's a, yeah, Wallace. I'm gonna, I can double check if you want. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of information. Not information. Lots of stuff were spewed out on Tuesday. So, yeah, Mr. Wallace, a Fox News uh, host, so you'd think, conservative, friendly to Trump, so it worked work fine, and no, it did not. Um, so, yes, uh, those three people were the only people on stage, and there were supposed to be, like, five or six topics that they made ahead of time, and, you know, it started off with a question of the Supreme Court, and it derailed from there. Like, it didn't even make it past, like, minute five, minute two, before it became a dumpster fire. You're Donald making me think of something, though. What was the first thing you did as soon as you started watching the debate? I mean, I was still at work, so I was still doing my job. I was just sighed heavily. Oh, okay. Um, my housemates... I they tried to make the debate into a drinking game. Were they alive? <laughs> they were having a good time when the debate ended, and they just got to, like, focusing on the fact that they were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> About that, though, what I did was, as soon as I realized, oh, yeah, there's a moderator for all this, I just went to, like, look him up and see what his background was. Because I feel that's kind of important as you have a moderator for a two-party debate. It's like, you want to have an idea of uh, what his political stance or approach to things are. Because although he's a news anchor and such, you never know if they could be slightly biased. He's on Fox News. It, it, he's on Fox bias, News. His bias is kind of obvious. I mean, he's on Fox News, but in general, he seemed to check out as a proper news anchor. I mean, he, he has yes, a really he's a, good... he's a good news anchor. He's a more... Um... He's more of a Republican in, like, the George W. Bush kind of way, not the Donald Trump MAGA way. And I feel also throughout the debate, he tried to play it as evenly as possible. He did. 
but there's no going even with Trump. I know, but I'm just saying, I kind of want to give him a kudos on, like, well, I don't know how much moderation he could do, but in terms of trying to be a neutral moderator, I think he did a good job with that. I mean, I did say it was an attempt at moderation. <laughs> like, he tried. He tried. He really did. And no, Donald Trump does it does what he wants. He was a bully. He's a bully. He was trying was... to bully Joe Biden the entire time. He was trying. He was bullying Wallace. In this, in effect, he was bullying the U.S. <laughs> I, I was actually honestly kind of entertained by how whenever either one of them spoke, the other would always sometimes drop a small comment. Yeah, but a small quip is fine. It's the. I will, you are talking right now, Noah, and I am full, and I'm just going to go on to my own, own, like, diatribe while you're talking. Well, yeah, but I guess that's the way um, Trump likes to debate. Like, no, 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 like, say something for five seconds. What? I you, really you, don't like. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 you can't say that. Yeah, I, this is the point I want to make, the blah, 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 is, that's what it is. I am smart, you're not smart, <laughs> I went to. Noah, I go to, I go to NYU, I am smart. <laughs> I do engineering. <laughs> but it's like, that was the entire debate. That, that yeah, okay. Was, and it's not even just that. It was um, even moments of trying to just be, like, sensible and being kind. Like, uh, when they were talking about how many people who had died in COVID, I guess we can say that right now, 210,000 deaths in the United States alone. And then whenever Biden mentioned that, Trump would be like, you would do much worse. Two million dead. Two million dead. Not even engage, not even letting the other person finish in the first place, but like, it, it's just, it's just sad. It's just sad. So, wait, 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 we're talking about the debate. We should probably get into what the debate was discussing. Now, the only problem I have is I feel like nothing throughout the debate really stuck with me. Well, there was nothing substantive. It was, a lot of debate was, uh, Trump saying Joe Biden is a, is a socialist. You're going socialist. He's gonna do. He's gonna take away your health care of a hundred million people, or what was it, one hundred and fifty million people. He's gonna do the Green New Deal that's gonna cost a hundred trillion dollars. Joe Biden is a socialist. He's not in control. Blah 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 blah. That that's that's what he said. And Joe Biden is like, no, I do not support the Green New D Deal. My climate plan does not cost a hundred trillion dollars. Um, no, I do not support abolishing uh, so private health care. Um, what was another point? He said he said that he does not want to defund the police. He said it was a lot of things like he was taking away from. Uh, he was saying he doesn't support the left wing of the Democratic Party. So he, it was a lot of that. It was that type of stuff. And Trump kept trying to paint him as like some dangerous socialist. Like, okay, the Bolsheviks he... are coming. The Bolsheviks are coming, led by Joe Biden. <laughs> Actually, just, I feel like a lot of stuff made me realize the things I hate about the way America approaches a lot of its political topics. First of all, I don't understand what's wrong with socialism. But also, I am a European. Yeah, and in the U.S., we, uh... Actually, no, some of the most popular programs in the United States are socialist. Medic well, Medicare is socialist. That's not even the idea. Social, it's just... social security is socialist. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the issue. The issue I have is 
anything being labeled as socialist is bad here. At least that's the way it feels. Well, that's because the U.S. associates socialism with communism. But the problem is I feel like, what if the people want socialist programs? And isn't it supposed to be a democracy, a place for the people? How are you going to label something bad if it's something that the... How are you going to label something that the people want as bad, as bad if you're in a country where if people want something, you're supposed to provide it to them? Well, no. Welcome to the democracy that is now in the United States, where the sitting president said, like uh, paraphrasing last week, we don't need ballots. We don't need a transition of power. We don't, we don't, we don't need the ballots. We can just... Uh, we can just have no transition and just keep things the same. <laughs> or yesterday, uh, or yesterday, Tuesday, when uh, the debates were happening, when uh, Wallace asked asked both candidates, "Will you believe in the in, in the results of the election?" Joe Biden had his things like, "If every vote is fully counted, I will accept the results. If I if I get voted in, I am president of the United States. If I lose the election, then I am not president of the United States." But Trump won't even say that. He's like, no, it's only it only works if I win. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. Okay, so there was all that that happened. Didn't he also have a moment where he told asked like Trump? It's like, do you both agree that neither of you will claim to have won until the official results come out? Biden said yes, and then Trump just got fake. It's uh, like it's rigged. Well, Trump says he will win. Yeah. He can, in in his in, in his mind, there is no universe where he can lose, and if he loses, that means something something was done to him, like, like someone, like there was an organized campaign nationwide against him. It's the deep state. It's the it's the radical socialist democrat. It's like it's someone who's trying to do him harm. A plus for <laughs> confidence, though he really believes in himself. <laughs> No, it's not even believing in yourself. It's just like it, it, it's a it's an arrogance where you can't even see yourself fail. If you fail, it is someone else's fault. It is a deep cabal of deep state operatives. That, no, it's that, no. What even it's, is the deep state? <laughs> I don't think you want to explain all that to me. Nope. No, no, right now. Also, also, it's not a thing. Not in the, not in the way like Trump treats it as. Like, but yeah, the president um, of the United. St- this was a presidential debate for the most powerful office in the world. Like, this is not some American exceptionalism. The United States is the most powerful military in the world. It is the largest or second largest economy, however you want to rate it, uh, in the world. It what has is going to be the first? Hmm? What would be the first if you were to rate it differently? If you do by purchasing power, it's uh, China. I was also going to say, technically, if you group the EU as its own The EU is bloc. not a country. It is not a country. It is a okay, true. <laughs> but, yes, it is a supranational organization that rivals the U.S. and China in terms of economics. But the, um, the whole point is, like, this is not... It's one thing when, like... Say I make fun of like the Philippines and it's Duterte. No offense to any Filipinos, but Philippines is not a major global power in any sense of the term. The United States is the major power. 
like China's rising, sure, but like there's no country that that it. I don't want to say important in the sense that it matters more than other countries, but in terms of its impact to the world, it is hard to. It, the United States is at its greatest, and for it, a debate for the potential future of that country, there was no tangible policies that were laid out. There was barely a talk of ideological differences. If the one of the most memorable lines of the debate was when Joe Biden told told Trump to just shut up, because the president could not the president could not wait for five seconds to let the other person talk. I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, it was very much. I feel the debate. While the topics, I don't remember much. I remember the first more. The first topic was the Supreme Court. The second topic was there was a I don't know the minority. There was a race and a race and a and protest. Uh, there was a, the election one. There was coronavirus. There was, yeah, there was the economy. Um, mm-hmm. there was uh, I should have counted. Honestly, I, honestly, I think that was uh, th- those were the things that were supposed to be talked about whether or not they were actually discussed in uh this there was the supreme court if they were discussed like in detail no like uh it was disgusting even at one point uh joe biden's talking about his son right he has two sons oh, oh God. Uh, both of them You're... both of them were in the military one of them he was talking about his son Bo biden who passed away of like cancer and um he was talking about that and then Donald Trump a uh interrupted him again and they and he went on to talk about his his other uh, son uh, Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden uh was caught using illicit drugs and he he was involved in a Ukraine scandal that was manufactured by the Trump administration, essentially, because the Senate did an investigation last week. They found nothing wrong. The World Bank said there was nothing wrong. The entire EU said everything was fine. So it's not. So it's a made-up crisis. And he kept hammering that, and essentially treating the fact that he that his son has a drug addiction problem as an indictment on Joe Biden, which is addiction is bad. Trump should know that his, one of his brothers died of alcoholism. But it's like the lack of empathy. It's just, yeah, it's gross. You're making me think of another complaint I have about the way American politics works. It's this focus on, while, like, I understand it's important, people seem to focus or almost obsess on the personal and like, family lives of each candidate. And I understand it's important because it gives you an idea of who the person is. But also, it almost feels more like it's the idea of reality TV rather than focusing on who... what, what the person is offering on the table in terms of policy and such. Yeah, I mean, in any presidential system, you you in terms have to deal with their policies and ideologies and personalities. Like France, it's a big thing to focus on. Well, it's been a focus on like the personality of the person, but like uh, parliamentary and, systems, you don't see that because there's too many parties to decide, and who cares who they're 
like who their leader is with or whatever do, do you say in france you focus a lot on the personality of the i'm person? saying you focus more if like it's a little bit like you the force of personality matters a little bit more than say it does in the uk or germany because like france because in a sense you have a, a multi-party system in france so you know where each party is like relatively but like personality has a stronger play than it does for say i don't know insert any parliamentary system huh but yeah but in the u.s it's always been about personality well i did also discuss that with someone very recently and they gave me a relatively interesting perspective on that in terms of why it's so important in the u.s Mm -hmm. and that is because here in the u.s people want to have something more relatable and also because a lot of people here are not educated on a complicated system of government and how it works so to them it's easier to judge a person based on their personality and background than it is to understand the policies they're offering because you don't really have the knowledge needed to understand all this policy yeah like yeah, it's it is what it is. All right, let's move on because we we've talked about this for a while. Uh, I feel like we've barely discussed the topics in the debates, and also there we've just gone to analyzing and trying to understand why certain things are like they are. Yeah, I mean we have we have a bunch of topics to go through though, and let's unlike the debates, let's try to be productive and offer something of substance. All right, so let's get to some proper topics you've actually researched. <laughs> All right, so we didn't start the episode this time, but uh, c- uh, coronavirus. The U.S. has 7.3 million active cases. We are now at 210,000 deaths. But the biggest news worldwide is the world acro- officially crossed 1 million dead because of coronavirus. 1 million. <laughs> 1 million. I mean... Uh... That is a big number. That is a big number. But also, is... I just suddenly thought of, like, in terms of the whole world population... Yes, yeah, out of 7 billion people, 1 million is not much. But, like, a million people? A million people is more than many countries. Wait, I don't, actually, no, don't quote me on that. A million people is more than a couple countries, yes. A couple countries, not many countries. Uh, I don't... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely bigger than Vatican City. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bigger than a good number of cities. Yes. Um, and it's honestly bigger than most U.S. cities. Like, if you're just taking the cities, not their metropolitan area, it's bigger than most U.S. cities. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. On to our next topic. Donald Trump officially nominated his replacement to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh... The replacement that he named is Judge Amy Coney Barrett, a current federal judge and former professor of law at Notre Dame University, where she also studied and got her uh, her degree. And she is a very religious conservative pick. She was Antonin Scalia's um, clerk, and uh, apparently, like, uh, basically, his protege was her. So she is a very solid conservative. She's part of the Federal Society, all that stuff. And she was nominated Friday. And 
the Senate, like we talked last week, is uh, the Senate Republicans have decided that they will try to push through the process. In fact, Lindsey Graham, senator from from one of the Carolinas, uh, who who we quoted last week, he said that they that they will begin the process, the uh, confirmation process on October twelfth. They'll have a couple days of questioning, with and they will have a review, and that will end October fifteenth. And that they will approve uh, Judge uh, Judge Barrett by the committee on October twenty second, and ready to confirm the judge all before election day by the full Senate. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> is it a rush? Uh, mind you, the average process takes about seventy days. We're gonna do all of this. If you want to be generous and saying like. Uh, from the nomination to, uh, like, nominated to the Supreme Court to the whole process, that would have been less than, like, 50, 40 days. But we're going to, but they're going to do it all in before the election. You're making me think that, well, you also watched CGP Grey, right? I didn't watch it. I didn't have, I didn't watch his, like, video that he just posted, but I saw it. Well, he just posted a video about this process of how do you put someone in the Supreme Court? Yeah. So that, it, it was exactly about, yeah, why are they kind of speeding things up right now? Um, there's a reason why. And they totally can legally, too. That's something to consider. So this is yes. all a legally done process. It's just a... Um, in, in the U.S., a lot of our law... We do, we don't have a lot of laws on some specific things. We have precedents. Now this is not a real precedent. The only reason anyone is mad is because last uh, when it happened to Obama, Republicans said you shouldn't do it on an election year. Eleven months before an election, that's too soon to to appoint a, a Supreme Court justice. So now it's it's just it's another thing that in the U.S. it's more it's not about like. Uh, honesty it's not integrity it's just power these are arguments of power well because what's etiquette is not necessarily going to be always and is not something that always has to be followed mm-hmm. actually going on that being followed turns out you don't really have to follow tax laws that well if you're uh, donald trump i mean that applies to more than just donald trump that is true. It is a system. Now we have that, and uh, that some people pay way less than uh, pay way less in taxes than they should. They do not give their fair share back. And but this is particularly egregious when it's from the president of the United States, and that I, a college student who only as worked a part-time job and as another job like during the summer have paid more in taxes than the supposed billionaire Donald Trump. I think I as a dependent um working an engineering internship also a college student had to pay more in taxes than him this last year. Maybe not this year. I didn't work uh, as much for money this year, but last year certainly. Okay, uh let so, 
I don't know where it began. The top line, so here's what happened. New York Times got um, Trump's uh, tax paperwork. They got it from a source who had access to it, and they pu- they published some of the uh, some of the results. And I think they have, it looks like on my notes, they have tax data from like 2011 all the way up to 2017. This is a bit of a side comment, but I can tell you for sure that this information, they had it a good while before they released it. And I'm sure they released it around the debates for a good reason. I mean, they could. It, they, it's a lot of data to go through. Like, there's reasons that Donald Trump is under audit. Especially when you pay $70,000 for hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so for, most, for many years, he paid $0 in income taxes. Like, personal income taxes. He paid 0 <laughs> zero like no like <laughs> okay and uh, wait years... wait how do you pay zero dollars of tax can okay, i do it's... that too <laughs> no you cannot unless you lose significant amount of money you lose so much money and that the government is like you do not have to pay taxes because we feel bad because you lost too much money but yes he and some years in 2016 2017 he paid 750 dollars billionaire so what is his actual net worth estimated to be at now uh the well there's no they didn't get the net worth because like i said they don't they didn't get like the full like financial documents they just got like his personal income tax income income taxes so uh, there's no real way to like estimate his net worth. Like I'm sure Bloomberg has one for him, but like I don't know if they updated it. I the thought last it was I supposed was, like, to be something. Three, last I checked was like three billion, yeah, something like that. And two point seven billion is still a. It's impressive. It's impressive. It's, it's no. But... It's no Jeff. Be- it's not. It's no Jeff Bezos number though. Oh, Jeff Bezos is insane. <laughs> what is it now? 203, 201 billion? 204 billion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, so uh, 2.7. Good job, Trump. Not sake. If I would be bigger, huger. But yes, that's something. In fact, uh, one of the reasons that he's uh, more data shows like of things he spent. He wrote off $26 million in uh, consulting fees as a business expense uh, over, like, a uh, 2011 to 2018. But a lot of those payments went to to his daughter, Ivanka Trump. You know, a daughter who works in his company, who supposedly gets a salary from her company, yet she's being paid as a consultant. His kids (laughs) pay taxes, though, right? Huh? I... I we 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 I don't we don't have the information for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, New York Times do that next, uh, but yeah. I mean, he pays uh, what was it seventy thousand dollars for hair for uh, for hair. You know his uh, toupee looking crap. <laughs> like seventy thousand dollars a year for his hair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I'm try- I was trying to think of that number. I'm like, he's a television guy, and I understand he wants to look good while on TV. But his and... hair does not look good. <laughs> That's subjective. 
It's objective. At this point, is it, it is it is objective <laughs> fact that his hair does not look good. I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree, but it's subjective. But also, I'm just trying to think. It's like spending seventy thousand dollars. I, I could see seven thousand dollars. How do you spend seventy thousand dollars on hair? I don't know. Um, another thing, something shady he did. Uh, his company did. He did. Uh, so apparently, the Trump or organization wrote off Donald Trump Jr.'s legal fees for a lawyer. Uh, for the lawyer he hired when he he was being implicated in a during the Russian investigation. <laughs> I I don't know. That's something. And also, uh, now going to like things that like matter a little bit more than him paying his his kids. In terms of conflict of interest, Donald Trump has made $73 million from uh, foreign nations. That, is, that includes like Scotland, Ireland, Philippines, India, Turkey, etc. So he, he makes a lot of his money from foreigners. Like, that's fine. He also owes Deutsche Bank uh, around, like, was it $300 million? He also owes another $121 million of debt. So he has $421 of debt that's coming due during his second term of his presidency. Isn't that the whole issue that was through the Deutsche Bank fiasco? Yep. <laughs> so, but he owes, he owes over $400 million in the, in, in, in the next like couple years. And also... Because of something that happened, like, related to around, like, 08 or whatever, Donald Trump got uh, these tax refunds, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you get them, everyone gets them. I mean, not you, maybe your parents, but, like... I do get tax returns, yes. Yeah. So, um... So, like, the U.S. government once gave him, like, about $100 million in total tax returns. Because he claimed so many losses... That he basically asked for all, like, the taxes he had paid for, like, that decade. So the secret to not paying taxes is to have to a lose few money makers? An extraordinary... No, no, no. It's to lose an extraordinary amount of money. I was going to say more spectacular bankruptcies. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess you could say that. I, I was going to say it's to have some money-making companies that work well enough and to have a couple spectacular bankruptcies under your belt to claim as a reason for you not to pay your taxes. But yes. Um, but part of the issue he has with the audit is that they're not sure if he should have gotten it in the first place. So the Trump administration, so not Trump administration, the Trump people have been fighting the IRS, you know, a government agency that technically uh, Donald Trump oversees, uh, about this audit because if if, like, the IRS says that he got it, like, through improper means, that means Donald Trump has to pay that back. So he may owe $100 million. Is he threatening to cut funding for the IRS? Yes. Okay. It's just going to be a little bit of a side note, but, like, isn't it really stupid for a government to cut funding to their own revenue revenue services? Because it is the revenue services that bring money to the country? Hey, I, I, that's just what they do. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But yes, you shoot yourself in the foot. So basically, <laughs> you're going to kill the people who uh, make money for you mm-hmm. so that 
you don't need to, just for a personal thing where you don't need to show your taxes. I mean, remember, not everything. Just because you earn, you make more money, like money. It's, it's not even all about money. Because remember, we were talking about international students who just are basically bank accounts, like piggy banks for a lot of universities and the U.S. in general. They just spend money. Don't really have to give them anything. They spend money. Yet we want. To, yet the U.S. wants to kick them out for some reason. Like a lot of things just don't make sense, man. I just feel like a lot of things are not researched beforehand. Hmm. I just feel like a lot of things are not researched beforehand. It's on purpose. Yeah, I know. Because when you cut the IRS's funding, the IRS cannot investigate white-collar crimes. They can't investigate people who have complicated financial systems like Donald Trump. But what they can do is they find people who who may have claimed an, like a like who may have clicked the checked the wrong box in like a earned child earned income uh tax rebate and then investigate them because their because their taxes don't span like dozens of pages it's only one page and they tend to be poorer but the rich get off get off with minimal investigations cuz it's just too complicated they don't have the manpower for it they literally have an army of lawyers and financial advisors that help them go through so many loopholes. And they write the loopholes in. Donald Trump, during, uh, during when he passed his tax cuts, put in an extra tax... Well, not him. The Senate, the Senate Republicans and, and Senate uh, Congressional Republicans wrote in an extra uh, write-off for golf course owners. Because we all know they were struggling. So I need to buy a golf course. <laughs> You can get a tax break off of that thanks to thanks to the tax law that Donald Trump wrote. Huh. I but worked yeah. in a country club, but now the goal is to own the country club. <laughs> Big brain moves. Oh or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 stupid. It's any other country does this, we call this corruption. Alright. Yeah. Should we move to over to uh I think we should take another break just to breathe. Okay. Just, just to breathe. Sounds good to me. And we're back. And we're sick and tired of talking about politics. So, tech, let's go. All right. Well, most of what was going on this week was politics. So, tech, not too much going on over there. At least nothing that really caught our attention. But I've got some uh, lightning round topics to get through. So, let's say first big thing... There's a major acquisition by Microsoft, at least in the gaming slash software industry, uh, as Microsoft acquires ZeniMax. The main mm -hmm. uh, idea of, oh my god, Microsoft acquired ZeniMax, everyone's paying a lot of attention to the fact that ZeniMax also owns the studio Bethesda, which is very well known for some of the games like Skyrim and Fallout, which are very well-known RPGs. But also, let's just mentioned Zanimax also owns the IP, for example, for the Doom games, the Wolfenstein games. So you've probably played a game by Zanimax if you're uh, relatively active out in the gaming realm of things and hobbies. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's all, just I'm going to point out. <laughs> all the games are coming out to Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually the strategy is Microsoft's trying to acquire more properties to add to the game pass i think game pass is netflix for but for video games and only for xbox and pc 
The only interesting thing so about suck this it, ac- Sony. Oh, I was gonna say the only interesting thing about this acquisition is that a good number of games are available on more platforms than just the Xbox. They also have a lot of deals with Sony, so Microsoft might actually have might actually own games that are going to be Sony exclusives for like their first year or so, which is something quite interesting to mention. Two games on Sony, uh, there will be two exclusives that Microsoft said they, they'll follow. Okay. But yeah, just I think it was like a $7.8 billion acquisition in uh, the gaming industry, which is big money. But also, it is one of the fastest growing industries, especially with the pandemic, uh, leading to a lot of people spending their time playing games now. So... Yeah, yeah, there's something to mention. They couldn't right. get TikTok, so they bought ga- a gaming company. <laughs> yep. Next topic. The 30 series NVIDIA cards seem to be unstable, uh, mainly the 3080. That is because third-party manufacturers are possibly using capacitors that are not rated or not capable of properly running the processor and has led to a lot of crashes and unstable... Well, a lot of systems to run in an unstable manner. And this has led to a lot of anger from the community as they're like, I bought a brand new expensive card, a graphics card, and it doesn't run properly. So a lot of um, sellers for these cards are suddenly either updating their PCB layouts to add new capacitors, but also some companies are actually just waiting for NVIDIA to uh, launch even more stable drivers because as usual when you launch a new card, there's a few software issues that come up because it's hard to catch all the bugs right away. So we'll see how this develops, but hopefully it's less of a hardware issue and more of a software issue that can be fixed with updates. Yeah. So it's a bit of a rough launch for NVIDIA, but there's still a lot of hype around their cards, so I am not too worried about them being affected by that. But I think AMD might be launching their new card soon, so we'll see a lot about that coming up soon. Uh... Okay, let's move on to some social media news. Facebook. There was something about them, right? Oh, yeah. They're announcing a feature no one asked for. They want to merge Facebook Messenger with Instagram messages. And eventually they'll add WhatsApp. But so far, they're, they're saying that they're going to they're gonna do that for now. So now on Messenger, you can text your friends on Instagram without opening up Instagram. And now on Instagram, you can text your friends on Facebook without opening up Facebook. Hooray! Does that mean I can just delete one of the apps now? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, I'll see when that update comes out, and uh, yeah. But I don't really think it affects me, but okay. Facebook is a big company, a lot of people use their services, so I'd say it's pretty big news. Like two billion people. (laughs) Yeah. Also, another little quick thing I noticed is I think Twitter recently had a read-before-you-tweet prompt come up on a lot of phones. <laughs> I mean, so stupid. I mean, it's I make, not it makes big, sense. but it makes sense because I feel like a lot of people just read a headline and then don't actually read the contents of the article. <laughs> That's true. So uh, I feel like I just want to mention that quickly because it's also like, it's becoming an issue that people are not actually paying attention to the information they're given, and they're just taking the quick short story called The Headline, and The Headline sometimes doesn't give any information on what's actually in the article, or gives very wrong information, because, of course, The Headline's made to be catchy and supposed to bring attention, but the thing is... When something is exaggerated, it doesn't actually tell you the thing, the things the way they really are. 
Like our last podcast episode, it didn't. The title had the notorious RBG. We had no music in there whatsoever. Okay, but also <laughs> bad attempt at humor. Yeah, I know, notorious big. But it, it, she, okay. <laughs> we listen Come to on, very Noah. different kinds of music. No, I expect better from you. <laughs> I do run a radio station. <laughs> okay, but yeah, about that, it's just. I think it's telling people to stay informed, especially at a time like now. Do stay yeah. informed. And vote. Vote. And listen yeah. to our podcast. Yeah, well... And tell your friends about our podcast. And share our podcast. And vote for us. To like, <laughs> If there's anything in terms of podcast voting, vote for us. Also, if you guys want us to talk about something, just like hit us up and... like. You have our social media, etc. Follow uh, intersect underscore pod on Instagram. Like, just hit us up. If you want to talk about something or you want to know our ideas on something, whether it's tech, politics, whatever, like, it'll be cool. Check the podcast description. You have all the information you need right there. Yeah. I thank you guys for listening. Also, 100 listens. Thank you, everyone. So, it's awesome. We've actually been seeing a good number of plays with these last episodes, so I'm pretty happy about that, too. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. So please keep doing that. And stay awesome. (laughs) Stay awesome? Why? (laughs) Okay, bye. Peace out. I'm going to buy a golf course now. I know for sure.